Hello there and welcome to Fabulous Folklore, the podcast for all things folklore, occult and just a bit weird. I'm your host Icy Cedric, blogger, fantasy author and your guide into these rather mysterious realms. I've got some rare things to show you, so come on in, take a look around, but be careful not to touch anything. These things sometimes bite. Hello there. Welcome to the podcast, or welcome back if this is not your first time. I hope that you're doing well, and I also hope that you're not as freaked out as I am that it's actually March already. Now, this month we're going to be having a look at witchcraft-related things. It is one of my favourite topics, and according to Google Analytics, it's also one of my most popular topics, so it seems like there's quite a lot of people want to know more. So this week we're going to look at the witching hour. We're going to have a look at what it is, when it might actually fall during the day or night, and whether it actually exists or not. So if you've hung around folklore for long enough, you probably will have heard of The Witching Hour. It's also cropped up as the title of lots of novels. I think Anne Rice has one. There's actually a collection of short stories about witchcraft and wizardry, which is called The Witching Hour. So it's quite a popular phrase. And in occult terms, it's apparently that time when witches, demons, ghosts, that kind of thing, are at their most powerful and some people also call them chime hours as well. Now, the phrase does also have uses in different areas. So if your baby might cry the same time every night, even stock market volatility, these kind of things can sometimes also be referred to as the witching hour. When I was researching this post, I actually found loads of really old newspaper articles and they used the witching hour to refer to things around political events So it seems that the journalists of old quite enjoyed the mystery associated with the phrase witching hour. But for the purposes of this post, we're going to stick to the occult version. So when is it? Some people think it begins at midnight with a new day and then lasts till 1am. And obviously you just need to look at the number of fairy tales when a spell breaks or wears off by midnight, Cinderella being one of the most obvious ones. And at the same time, I actually found a really simple news article about a heavy snowstorm in Cheshire, and it refers to the witching hour of midnight. Quite why they need to do that to talk about a snowstorm. There we go. But they're they're pretty definite on when they think the witching hour falls. By comparison, a short piece in the Shields Daily Gazette from 1890 actually disputes the idea of a witching hour. So for them, it actually lasts far longer. And according to their piece, the witches of the olden times had a much longer time to themselves, clearly up to sunrise. So the article actually disputes the idea that witches flee at the midnight hour, and they, they call that a very modern notion. So for them, the witches actually have from sunset to sunrise. You do have to bear in mind that the article does draw its facts from the legend of Tam O'Shanter and the apparent knowledge of folklore that Robert Burns displayed, so we can potentially take their argument with a pinch of salt. But of course there's obviously a lot of people disagree about things in folklore, it's just the nature of the beast really. So other people think that the witching hour actually falls between 3 and 4am, so it's the time when most people are safely tucked up in bed, fast asleep and ostensibly dead to the world. You can't really look up witching hour in 3am and not come up against the concept of the devil's hour. If you believe Ed Warren in The Conjuring from 2013, Christ is believed to have died at 3pm, so the devil inverts that to 3am and that's why it's 3 till 4. Or it could also be the fact that the demonic likes to do things in threes to mock the Holy Trinity. It really does depend how much you want to ascribe Christian theology to this particular concept. Now some commentators have noted the fact that Butch DeFeo of Amityville horror fame or notoriety murdered his family at 3.15am 
and the point of that as evidence of it. I'd also point out that I was actually born between 3 and 4am, so you can make of that what you will. Now, while researching this post, I did find some people actually disputing the time, and there's a rather amusing horror comedy from New Zealand called Deathgasm, which, if you like heavy metal, is amazing. And it even sees the hapless heroes tasked with performing the Black Hymn during the Devil's Hour to avoid the ascension of a demon. And they end up in this quite logical conversation asking if the devil observes daylight savings time. But we're not going to split hairs about the time of day. We're just going to look at what the witching hour actually is. Now, some people think it got its name because witches were more active at midnight or 3am, whichever. But according to this theory, the forces of darkness are actually more active during the night so it makes it a more powerful time to do magic. I'd venture to say hogwash to that, because given the persecution of those labelled as witches, it's hardly surprising that they'd want to conduct their activities under the cover of darkness. It's not to generate more power, it's just simply so that they're working without interruptions. If you were mixing up a love potion for a client, you wouldn't exactly want all and sundry gorping at you. And also, there's a slightly more mundane reason for all of this, because patterns of sleep were apparently very different in earlier times, and legendary TV historians and Lucy Worsley actually covered this in her If Walls Can Talk series that she did with it was the history of the home and she explained the theory first put forward by the historian Roger Eckersh that before the Industrial Revolution people largely slept in two instalments I mean when you're given the time involved heating was scarce lighting was pretty much non-existent so how else were you going to pass the cold winter nights than spending time in bed? Obviously, considering the British night is about 14 hours long during the winter, people just really don't need to sleep for that long. So they'll have a first sleep and a second sleep with a break in the middle. Even Samuel Pepys refers to this in one of his diaries. So it's possible that people would get up in between, they might do chores, they might put a load of laundry on to soak or something, and then they would go back to sleep for the second instalment. Obviously, grown urbanisation and better forms of artificial light meant that people didn't need to do that anymore. But it does mean that people could have well been up and about at three o'clock in the morning, but just doing really boring things like their washing. The witching hour does affect ghost stories sometimes. Some people believe that ghosts are more active at this point because the veil between the worlds is supposedly thinner. Apparently mediums are more active during the witching hour because the ghosts are. I would give that theory a little bit more credence if psychics like Sally Morgan did their seance stage shows at 3am instead of 8pm. But I digress. It is possible that ghosts are more active at this time purely because people notice the time when they're startled during sleep. So obviously if you suddenly get woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you don't know why, the first thing you're going to do is check the clock and go, oh my god, it's three o'clock in the morning. Why am I suddenly awake? And you might then notice something peculiar. I even had this last night. The wind was making a door move back and forward and it was creaking a little bit. So obviously, me being me with a lifetime of horror films behind me was like, oh my god, what is that? As I say, it was just a creaky door and the wind. But it was just the fact that obviously I checked my phone and it was about 20 past three in the morning. So you could argue, ooh, was that the witch hour? No, it's just that was the point when I got roused from sleep. I used to do paranormal investigations and we did lots at places like Newcastle's Keep and you'd often find we would actually finish at 3am but a lot of any activity that you did get would usually calm down by 2am if not earlier and I don't think it's any coincidence that that's also when people were getting more tired so make of that what you will. If we're going to look at if the witch hour actually exists popular culture would certainly have you believe that it does. 
personally, I'm not so sure. Because when even Martha Stewart's talking about it on her website, you have to start asking questions. The time zones thing definitely makes things difficult, as they always do. I mean, I'm in GMT, so my witching hour is going to be different from someone who's in EST, for example. You've got the problems with the clocks going forwards or backwards to suit the season. I mean, that could lead to some fairly comic encounters among the dead. If you've got someone, oh, Stan, you went out early again, did you forget to put the clocks forward? I don't really think supernatural entities would restrict their activities to a certain time of night. And I also don't think that witches were only active for an hour. That just seems really prescriptive. And I think in terms of the time zones as well, time is largely a man-made construct. So without getting too philosophical on the point, I just can't really see that being an issue and that being the reason why someone's working at a particular point. I did have a look for folklore about the witching hour. It's actually surprisingly scant. Most of it relates to the supposed activities of witches, demons and ghosts rather than anything that's actually been observed. But I did find a really cool reference in American folklore and Candy K. Khan discusses La Mala Aura which translates as the evil hour. Clearly people have mistranslated that as the witching hour. But this is where it gets interesting because the evil hour doesn't refer to a time of day but rather a spirit. Now she actually wanders country roads and she tends to haunt lone travellers late at night. She often appears at the crossroads and seeing La Mala Aura is actually supposedly an omen of death. She doesn't actually kill anyone, she just reminds people that they will die at some point. I mean, she's right there, because, you know, we will, really. So she's a bit more of a memento mori in this case. But she's basically a warning to avoid lonely places late at night. And I think I prefer that interpretation of the witching hour. And also, it's also just common sense. And at the heart of a lot of folklore, that's really what it is. So what I want to know is, do you believe in the witching hour? Have you got any strange stories about things happening, either between 12 and 1 or between 3 and 4, whichever? You can pop any comments about that on the accompanying blog post, which is www.icsedgwick.com forward slash witching hyphen hour. Remember, Sedgwick is S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. Everyone always puts an extra E in it. You can hop on over there, you can see some images you can leave a comment because I really do love to hear about people's experiences of these things and if people have heard anything additional so please feel free to pop that on there and also you can just tweet me as well and that's just at IC Sedgwick again I-C-Y-S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K so it'll be awesome to hear from you I hope that you have an absolutely marvellous week and next episode we're going to be having a look at witch bottles so I hope to see you then cheerio Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to subscribe using whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. If you do use iTunes, if you could leave me a review, that would be fab. Basically, it just means iTunes are more likely to recommend this to other people. And if you're interested in more folklore, please feel free to swing by my blog, which is www.icsedgwick.com. And that's Sedgwick spelled S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And you can find all of the links, images and other bits and pieces that hopefully you enjoy. So have an absolutely fab week ahead and I'll see you soon. Cheerio.